Hello, world. Welcome to the Props Network. This is TPN, the walk-on. I am Joel Wachowski, the professional gambler, the Polish hammer. And you know what? We're here to find patterns. And you know what? We have a great pattern here at the NFL Friday Props Drop. You know, the worse I feel going into the Friday show, the better the show is. And, you know, it's a tough morning in my neck of the woods. I'm running errands for the queen. I'm getting my pant legs caught in bike chains. I did, It took 10 minutes to get it out. I said I'd be here early. I wasn't. And then I'm going on the air. And, like, I, I think I got a boss, but it's turning into a nemesis. I get a <laughs> note. He says, you look terrible. <laughs> Not, can you fix the outfit? Uh, you, I'm, I'm wearing all black. I might have a, a hoodie on. Maybe it was a little bit zip. But you look terrible. That that doesn't feed into me. That doesn't get me ready to go unless you wanted this. I, I would say no. I would say that's exactly when we started the Props Network. Exactly the image we weren't going for was like the unzipped tracksuit chain guy. You know, I just feel like a T-shirt under that tracksuit would have gone a long way. I, hey, it's I don't have any great T-shirts now. You know, I'm living out of a suitcase until Tuesday. Maybe there will be more T-shirts come next. The next props drop we do, I will wear a shirt. You know, we have a store now, Props Network store. We do. Yeah, we do. Oh, so I know what's going to be in your stocking. <laughs> the lump of coal for Joel. I get that. I get Props tell. Network T-shirt. Props Network Pittsburgh. That's what you're getting. Props Network. We are hometown. <laughs> <laughs> Jamoke is going to pipe it already. What a homer. Uh, so I'm going to bring him on. He is He's good from 51. He's good for 52. And he's good for gambling advice. He was red hot last week on the props. He's probably the best NFL analyst oh, yeah. I know. And he's probably going to be the best analyst you listen to. Bring on the man himself, Steve Clark. Yo. What's up, Steve? What's up, Joel? Okay, I like the way you look. I, I guarantee that. I guarantee I like the way you look. So before we get into it, we have big developments in one of our shared interests, Survivor, now on Netflix. They only yeah. picked two seasons to share, to introduce people to the show. How do you feel about the selection of Kageyan and All-Stars? I, so... I'm like a purist when it comes to watching Survivor. You know that I watched it you're, starting in season one. You're the only it. purist. You're like a Mennonite for watching Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not in love with the fact that they... I mean, here's the thing. they're trying. It's good for Survivor. Now that it's on Netflix, more people will watch it, and then they will go back and watch previous episodes. So the all-star choice is a great choice. You get to meet 20 of the best players who've ever played, you want to learn more about them, you go back, you watch their previous seasons. That's great. Which one is Kageon? Kageon is, it's one of the great seasons. It's, is it Heroes vs. Villains? No, that's um, Cliff Robinson, Tony. Oh, you have the, the racist okay. Pilates lady from Boston. You got that secretary lady who can truly go to hell, uh, the llama lady. <laughs> and then you have a lot of likable up. You have the Jatia was on that season. One of oh, the that great, was the Jatia season. Okay. One of the great flame outs in the history. And then. Yeah. Um, you have Spencer Bledsoe, who is just tweeting about his LSD experiences now. So I'm glad he came around the corner. He became the cool Catan playing tech bro he was capable of becoming. Yeah. I 
That's a great one too. Also, have you been following this saga of Joe being a uh, hardcore canon guy? No. I, I... <laughs> it sucks. We don't have to talk about it here, but we can talk off the record. Oh, wow. Yeah, we might need to slide in the D. Is it canon? Canon or Q? It's either canon or QAnon. Yeah, canon. I thought it was QAnon, but you know, you. I, I I was raised where you never correct someone for mispronouncing a word because that just means they read it from reading. So I commend you for your scholarly yeah. activities, Steve. I read it from reading and I've never... Uh, now you know I'm not a member of QAnon. <laughs> Maybe it is Canon though. I'm, I follow Steve on props. I'm following him on Canon too. Yeah, um, you can follow Steve's... You know, he's got all the great picks and he's going to lead us. He's going to unlock them all and free the, free the wagers for us. Yeah. Last week I did well. I mean, once we threw away the Houston-Cleveland uh, game, once we looked at the weather, I went 5-1 and one on my props last week. That's incredible. Congratulations, Steve. Last weekend was a bit of a... I somehow my my bets got placed incorrectly, so everything <laughs> got tied to the Arizona Cardinals minus two and a half, and um, really should have kicked that extra point there. It was awful. Yeah, thank God. I think I bought half a point with the Bills at plus three. So I was when that touchdown happened, I was freaking out. But then they kneeled the two point conversion. Felt pretty good. Yeah, and I. I was I had so much tied to it so watching that game the Seahawks the Cardinals games are always so up and down so I I hedged with the Bills so I lost all my wagers I lost all the hedge and you know I contacted my operation I was like hey something messed up they're like no it didn't it's like okay I guess so huh <laughs> I'm the asshole here yeah oh well yeah you are yeah what country was that operation in Joel um, <laughs> what accent did the person have? It, you know, I it sounded a bit like the island of Barbados. <laughs> so it, it's all good. Barbados is a hell of a time, and I'm going to go see my friend Adrian down there. I, I'm still trying to marry off my sister to him, but then I'm going to take a <laughs> side trip over to their headquarters, and I'm going to wear this tracksuit so I'm respected as a gambler, unlike some operations. Uh, <laughs> But I digress. Steve, you want to you want to get us going today? Let's do it. Um, I'm I'm going back to the well. The one prop that I missed last week was I took the Packers over 30 points against the Jaguars. They didn't hit. This week, I'm saying there's no way the Jaguars can hold another elite team below their number. So I'm taking the Steelers over 28 points against the Jaguars. Same reasons I, I took the Packers last week. Steelers are averaging over 30 points per game. Jaguars are giving up over 30 points per game. Um, and this time, it's going to be a beautiful day in Jacksonville. No weather concerns. The Steelers should go off. Should drop 28 pretty easily. This is minus 105, so you, not a lot of juice there either. Yeah, and I mean, the only, I love the logic there, and... Jacksonville, they've been doing a very respectable tank, but that's mostly due to their offense. Like watching the Jaguars, I've gained so much respect for whoever their quarterbacks coach is. Yeah. And like whoever steps in is particularly adept. So, yeah, I like that. I'm only worried about it being a look ahead game 
We have a big yeah. Thursday nighter. Um, it's really redeeming a horrific slate of Thanksgiving football. We've got Washington, Dallas, uh, Houston. They're playing a great team, but it's going to be pretty one-sided. <laughs> and that's going to vindicate the whole day. But maybe maybe Pittsburgh's looking ahead to it. And I know because I'm looking ahead to that Thursday night game. Yeah, that's true. And we saw how the Steelers handled the horrible Cowboys. They barely, barely pulled ahead with that one. So this could be another weirdly close game. Yeah, but they can't play down to their level every time, you know? Like You I would th- think so. They're nine and no. You think they would really prove themselves at some point that they're like the team to beat. But I don't think they're the team to be. I, I'm taking Kansas. Like you can yeah. lock in my Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship money line bet right now. And I mean, there's a couple teams that can beat Kansas City. I think in the postseason, like Pittsburgh matches up pretty evenly with, you know, I I would I think Buffalo has a chance against them. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis can do some things. So I don't think they're the juggernaut of the AFC. I still think it's the Chiefs. Yeah, they've just had a very easy schedule, and they beat the Ravens, so good for them. So so my first pick, um, I'm going to go off your same logic. I think it's a banner day in Jacksonville for the Steelers' offense. Who's the forgotten man in, in Pittsburgh? It's Juju Smith-Schuster mm-hmm. to get 100 yards or more, plus 275 yards. Pa- pardon? Actually, plus 300 now. It's point plus seven. 300. And I nice. Think, and... This should be a banner day. This Jacksonville secondary is awful. And, you know, if you watch a lot of good teams where they have these games where they can just get their offense on track, a lot of times that includes featuring your number one receiver. And with these odds being what they are, I'm inclined to back Juju here. I like it. The one thing is they have so many weapons. So many weapons. That's why he's been a little lackluster this year, but... Yeah, if it's a juju game, he will hit the number. If it's not a juju game, like, you know, it's kind of a dart toss. But against the Jaguars, I could see this happening. Yeah, and plus 300 odds is like a pretty good payout for a legit number one receiver to have a good game. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, this is a game I'm debating taking the Steelers here. Ten points on the road might just be by rule too many to go. Yep. But it'd be nice to find a way to have a little juice on this one because... I'm oddly interested. I really like watching the Jaguars these past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, usually what I've been doing for like huge road favorites is just teasing their number down. So I think that's what I did on my blog this week. I think I teased the Steelers down to like minus three or minus four and then teased the the number as well. Okay. I, yeah. I like the logic. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Next bet. This one. This one. Last week, I did a lot of research into first half and second half teams, like who plays the best in the first half versus the second half. I did it again this week, and I found I found something we might be able to exploit here. I'm taking Dolphins first quarter or first half line. You could even do both. Okay. The, Dol- the Dolphins are the fastest starting team in the NFL. They average nine points in the first quarter and over 18 points in the first half. They're playing against the Broncos, who I took – the second half over last week because they're a very slow starting team and they finish fast. The Broncos only averaged three points in the first quarter and less than eight points in the first half per game. Wow. Complete opposites. 
Uh, and Miami, for their part on defense, they only give up three points in the first quarter and 10 points in the first half. So I couldn't find an exact line on this. I think because Drew Locke is still such a question mark. But if you can get Dolphins first quarter at like minus one and a half and then first half at like minus three and a half, minus four, I'd take it. And you know what? Drew Locke is a question mark. And that's not because of the injury. Even fully <laughs> healthy, Drew Locke is a question mark. And like I, I like this about Drew Locke. I think he has the potential to break the NFL all-time record for backdoor covers. Mm-hmm. We don't know what that record is. There's no statistics kept on this sort of thing. But if there was, I think Drew could be the guy to set that mark. Yep. I, I like it there. The only thing is is Miami's very young. They're playing in high altitude. So that might be a a little bit of a tough thing for them. That's something that that's why I think the second half is against them. Oh, you think first. they'll tire out? I think so. Yeah. So first that's why I'm doing first half with them and laying off any second half bets. Have you played have you ever like done athletics at high altitude? I have not. Have you? Um, well, when I was in Arizona, the court I played was at high altitude, and I would adjust to it, but it was hard initially. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so just my personal experience doing being in that sort of environment, you know, I, I'm with it just because Miami has been kind of a gambler's yeah. best friend this NFL season. Yeah. So yeah. at this point, I'm just going to incline to just back them. Yeah, me too. And the, for some reason, they're... Their spread was what I was finding when I was writing my blog was they were only minus three. Yeah, minus three, minus three and a half. That's it, too low. They should be minus six. Wow, you and they they are legitimately good. They're well coached. They have a good defense, and maybe Denver can't look as bad as they did last week. They've been pretty competitive and fun to watch. Last year was last week was just everything went wrong that could have yep. possibly gone wrong. Yep. Okay, so I'm gonna go back to your initial game. I'm talk Patriots and Texans. I put the wrong line in my email, Sam. You're right. Texans most interceptions to be had against them in this game plus one thirty. Um, New England has a very good secondary. The Texans offense is pretty erratic, and I think they're gonna get a couple picks on him and Cam Newton. He's not in a, he does he's not in situations where he throws the kind of routes that are even conducive to picks in this New England offense. So I love that pick. Plus money on it as well is very enticing to me. Yeah, I saw who's the Patriots corner? Is it JC Jackson? Yeah, JC Jackson. The, it's like seven interceptions this year or something. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and it's been a fun week for there's been so much like drama about Pro Bowl voting. Like JC Jackson wasn't put on the ballot even though he's doing so well. Yeah. And there's a have you followed this league wide movement by Jaguars fans? No, what is it? They're going there's a conditional pick from Minnesota because of the Yannick and Gakwe trade. Okay. And the the pick moves from a fifth rounder to a fourth rounder if Ngakwe makes the Pro Bowl. So every NFL Reddit page has been just flooded with requests to vote Yannick to the Pro yeah. Bowl when he's having his, the worst season of his career by <laughs> far. But you know what? There's all this drama. There's no Pro Bowl this year. There's, right. There's a Madden live stream. <laughs> That's a Pro Bowl. They did there. You can watch these guys stream on Madden, and you know, 
if if I could ever imagine something I would want to watch less than the Pro Bowl, this is it. <laughs> yeah, this has to be it. They did like dodgeball last year, and I was very into it. I mean, it sounds do- dodgeball that uses football abilities. I don't. Yeah. I don't know that that's necessarily true of Madden. I think we're <laughs> stretching it there. I don't want to watch people play video games. I don't know why that's treated by. And like the worst person you talk sports with, they love to talk about how big esports are going to be. Yeah, esports are going to be big um, in the fringe of conversations. I'm sure people love it, but that's a niche activity. Don't act like that's going coming for football or the NBA's spot. Not going to happen. Joel, you're showing your age. I'm showing my age. Yeah. Us 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 guys in our twenties know that esports is the next big thing. Yeah, I'm gonna go down to the Barclays Center, see uh the Roblox <laughs> World Championships. <laughs> I can't wait. Me and my teenage friends who are all cool know that esports is the next NFL. <laughs> Me and my high school friends. <laughs> Yeah, all right. I'm showing my age. I don't like esports. I, 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 I wasn't allowed to play video games growing up. All right. Ooh, there, now I it comes it. out. There is, it is. What is that age again? Uh, under, under, under. In your twenties. In your twenties, you like esports. No. What is your? <laughs> what is your age again? Thirty-one. Hmm. <laughs> thirty-one, baby. Thirty-one. It feels good. I was thirty-three last year. Thirty-one this year. Just kidding. <laughs> Well, I feel like I drink. I'm the only person alive who drinks enough water, and I feel like I should get something for that. So I took three years off my age. Heck it's, yeah. It's the one time I can do it. I'm still an 80s baby, and it really defeats the per- <laughs> I bring it up. I tell people, yeah, I'm 31, but I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I have the floor here. Yes, possibly. Yeah, go for it. Okay, um, probably the marquee game of this week for me I, is Colts versus Packers. Packers are road dogs plus two and a half. Buy that up to three. I like it. And um, watching the past two Colts games, you've I've seen the em- emergence of Michael Pittman Jr. Mm-hmm. And to score a touchdown, he is plus 180. And I like this because I, he's the number two receiver in that Colts offense, which means Jair Alexander will be likely guarding T.Y. Hilton. And so he'll get the targets. If a Colts receiver scores a touchdown, I think Pittman's the most likely one. That's a good pick. T.Y. hasn't done a dang thing this year. I want, Is it just because he's being shattered by the best corners every time and he can't create separation? It's probably that, and he's probably lost a little bit of a step because he's there's there's some there's some age there, there's some injury history there, and it doesn't. He seems like he's had a lot of drops as well. Yeah, that's a classic Ty, and he's a fast guy, and he doesn't have a quarterback who can throw the ball more than thirty yards in the air. (laughs) Well, he does. They're just the second and third stringer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, Pittman, like this rookie receiver class is amazing and a a lot's been said about justin jefferson jerry judy cd lamb etc etc Pittman's kind of the forgotten guy here he's great and he's yeah the last couple weeks has really been showing out yeah i like this pick yeah and the one thing that um 
you re- that is a probably the best indicator for athlete success is their parents were in the league as well. His, yeah, his dad, Michael Pittman, great running back. He had huge biceps. Huge biceps. He was the biggest. Was he in Tampa? He was Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa and Arizona, I believe. And yeah, it's just like you know you've been there before. You have the experience, and Pittman's going to continue his very good rookie year by scoring a touchdown this weekend. I love it. Yeah, I think I I think that that's the most you've liked a prop pick of mine this whole season. <laughs> I got one that got screwed up 15 minutes before we started recording. What happened? So, 15 minutes before we started recording, I get an ESPN alert that Taysom Hill has won the starting job no, in New Orleans over no. James Winston. Come yep. on. Are you yeah. serious? I'm serious. So me at midnight last night when I was doing this said, you know what Jameis is going to do? He's going to throw a pick six. So I picked, will there be a defensive touchdown in the Falcon Saints game? Yes, at plus 290. But now with Taysom Hill at quarterback, there's no guarantee. With Jameis, it was almost a certainty. He threw seven pick sixes last year. It was like a 50-50 chance. Now Taysom Hill, not so sure. I would maybe look at his rushing props. Um, because that's kind of all he can do is he's a running back. He's an extremely athletic running back who can throw decently. So if I'm if I'm looking at props for that game right now, I'd probably look at Taysom Hill rushing. I mean, I think the rushing will probably be there for Taysom Hill. I wonder if it might be smart to back the Atlanta money line here. Atlanta's been pretty good the past few weeks, and like, broadcasters they spend an inordinate amount of time discussing Taysom Hill and everything he does Mm -hmm. but you know what he the big part of that is he goes to the quarterbacks meetings the receivers meetings the specialists meetings the running back meetings so he hasn't had a full slate of you know just preparation in the quarterback room so do it being in there 25 percent of the time during the season I don't know. I, this seems like a big red flag to me. He's got a horrific injury history. I would love to see Jameis here. I got a, I would I got love a question. To see I got a question for you too. Yeah. Could this be? Could this be gamesmanship from Sean Payton? Like, are, are, is there a chance they just do their usual thing and they use two quarterbacks and Jameis might be like a sneaky DFS play or a good prop bet because he's gonna play anyway? I definitely think he will play sometimes, but the fact, yeah, I, I, at first, my first inclination was, oh, they're starting Taysom Hill. He'll play two plays and then they'll bring in Jameis, but I have no idea if that's true. Jameis is bad <laughs> at quarterback, so I wouldn't be surprised if Taysom Hill gets like 80% of the snaps, but I don't know. I, I wouldn't trust any quarterback in this on this team this week because Alvin Kamara is also hurt. He might not play. Okay. If Alvin Kamara is out, that's... It. That's 150 yards of your offense gone. Yes. And, you know, I don't think I can answer this question without getting in trouble. Can oh. I say that? Okay. Well, uh, I'm intrigued now. Um, I think it's maybe close to a little bit of racist behavior on the Saints. Oh. I think that Drew Brees has had a, a lot of problematic things. And it's just like 
Sure, Taysom Hill does a lot of intriguing things, but Jameis was first overall pick in the draft. Sean Payton is the quarterback whisperer. There is no reason for you to be intrigued with a multifaceted tool when the guy put up like 5,000 yards last year. Like, there's an ability to throw the ball that you can harness, and I don't think like Taysom Hill is like the would win that on merit ever. It might be a situation where they want like more of a game manager. Like Taysom Hill might be a safer play because of his ability to run, yeah. to escape pressure. Yeah. And Jameis is a wild card. Yeah, and it's 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 true because the Saints they are already built around a game manager. <laughs> like go. right. that whole team is just set up to make Drew Brees look good when Drew Brees hasn't been a starting quarterback for three years. When you went to that game in the Superdome, like yeah. you, you didn't win that Super Bowl because of a get, go to the Super Bowl because of a bad call. You went because Drew Brees was bad in the overtime and he was bad in the postseason last year, and he's been bad so far this year. He can't throw it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's disappointing. Like, I was really excited to see Jameis in this offense. That's one of the things I was looking forward to most in this in this NFL season. And I've seen both them play. I know Jameis makes mistakes, but Jameis does a lot of great things too. And he made all those turnovers while playing under Bruce Arians. Every quarterback turns over the ball under Bruce Arians. It's not just Jameis. It's Carson Palmer. It's Andrew Luck. And it's even Tom Brady a little bit this year. Yeah. What a shame. What it's a Seamus for Jameis. Okay, is it do I have the board here? I, I we went on a tangent. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um this one I didn't see it on the board. This might be our name a bet for the week. I like Zeke Elliott to have head to head rushing more head to head rushing yards than Dalvin Cook. I know Dalvin's been amazing. However, What's there to play for in Dallas? All you can do is have Zeke be the number, is have a great day against Dalvin and seem like a better running back. They got to make this guy happy. And you know what? I think they feed him this week. I think it's going to be a huge Zeke Elliott. We did actually find this prop at points bet plus 285. Plus 285? Those are are great numbers. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the Zeke Elliott train there 100%. I like it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about actually putting money on it, but the fact that you get plus two eighty five is tantalizing. That's a lot of a lot of money. The Cowboys' offensive line has had troubles all year. Obviously, their offense has had trouble since that. Uh, yeah, since Dak went down. <clears throat> I don't know. In the Cow- I don't know, man. The Cowboys are also coming off a bye, and if you're the Cowboys, if you've realized the state of your season and you want to like really get back to basics off a bye, I think Zeke Elliott is probably the thing to dedicate yourself to. I don't know. They're going to be losing is the other thing. Oh, they're going to be losing for sure, especially because the Vikings, I really, the Vikings are the T's candidate of the week they're minus seven right now they're winning this game i love that they are coming off a win in which they played horribly (laughs) (laughs) like they were pretty bad monday night like the bears if the bears had any offense whatsoever they would they win that game going away monday night yeah absolutely God, the Bears are bad. The Bears are bad. But you know who's not bad? Bet MGM Sportsbook. 
On, they are live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada, New Jersey, West Virginia, Tennessee, and coming soon to Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Michigan. BetMGM is the outstanding online betting experience you would expect from the MGM Resorts brand. They have a beautiful site and mobile app, the best live dealer casino action, great odds on every sport, and a ton of amazing weekly promos like the Money Monday Club that pays every BetMGM player a free $10 bet every single Monday. Plus, for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for our listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use code WALKON20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $500. That's right, just enter code WALKON20 and up to a $500 bonus bankroll is yours at BetMGM. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or somebody you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Boom. Boom. I love doing that last line. It's it's so, always so much fun for me. <laughs> All right, Steve, do you have the board? Yeah, I got a double whammy here. A double whammy. That was the best game show ever, man. Oh, now you're really showing your age. Well, yeah, what was double whammy? Yeah, you know, <laughs> go ahead. Press your luck. Uh, it was a game show on in the 80s. <laughs> Somewhat, it's actually interesting because you there was like a, a light board. It went around and you had to press it. So no when, whammies, no whammies. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you know it. <laughs> so someone once went on the show and he memorized the sequence of lights, and he won like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he just broke the game. Um, I, I got another be- bit of a game show beef right now. There's, okay. There's a current Jeopardy champion. A lot of people are praising are praising him. His name's Andy Wood. He he's a comedian. He used to run the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, and you know what? I did a show. Bridgetown used to be the best festival in comedy. He booked me for it once when he was drunk. He forgot <laughs> about it, and I didn't get to go to the festival. I went, I applied on him telling me to apply. We did a show. We did the best show in New York together. I murdered that night, and he stole my $50. Send it back, Andy. You got the money. How much has he yeah. won on Jeopardy? $92,000. Yeah, send it over. Yeah, send, send it over. Send the bag. Yeah, you... So frustrating. Man, I'm really, I'm really taking shots at everybody. <laughs> yeah. Sean, Sean Payton's a racist. This Jeopardy champ is a drunk. <laughs> I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have criticized you before the show. That's what did it. Yeah. yeah. That, I see I'm saltiness rubbed off on me. <laughs> All right. Ready for this double whammy? Yes. It's going to rain in Cleveland this week. It'll be their third week in a row playing in the rain. So, I'm taking Baker Mayfield under 223 and a half passing yards because we we've seen their 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 script. If there's inclement weather, they run the ball. They I think Cream Hunt and Nick Chubb both had over 100 yards last week in that disgusting game where Nick Chubb stepped out of bounds and made me push instead of winning my bet. The that was the worst. First of all. Can we talk about that for a second? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not even a high IQ play. If he goes in the end zone, they're up by two scores with 30 seconds left. And the city steps out of bounds because he thinks he's cute. Thinks yeah. he's being cute. But I heard that 
Kevin Stefanski told had had a code word to not go in the end zone. He's it is not even a clever code code word. He's like, I tell my players no moss. And you know, <laughs> he did talk to Chubb about that before that specific play, which shows a lot of conf- that shows you how confident. Yeah, because that was like a 60 yard run. <laughs> yeah, that was an incredible run. And like, I th- there's so much talk about, oh, is Dalvin Cook the next great running back? Like, when does Nick Chubb get included in these conversations? Agreed. That's what brings me to my second half of my double whammy. Nick Chubb over. 71 and a half rushing yards in that same game. He, I mean, he came off the injury last week and ran for 126 yards on 19 carries. He looked incredible. I think now that he's a week off of injury, he's back in the offense. Maybe they give him 22, 23 carries. And Philadelphia gives up 133 rushing yards per game. They're not a good rush defense at all. It's going to rain, baby. That means it's Chubb time. It's going to rain. It means it's Chubb time. I'm all with it. I am having to cancel one of my wagers here because, you know, I changed my workflow for the props drop. I normally do it on my computer Thursday night, but I was a little bit too excited to watch Queen's Gambit. I'm really showing my (laughs) age today. So I did it on my phone. I didn't check the weather. So I am redacting what I've written down to take the Baker Mayfield completion over. Yeah, man. I, I, I learned my lesson from last week. I'm always checking the weather now. Always checking the weather. Okay, this one. I'm going to go back to Indianapolis. I'm going to, you know, walk into that Lucas Oil Stadium. It's a wonderful facade. And I like Aaron Rodgers under 287.5 passing yards. That's a high number. High the, number. The Colts have a great defense. And I just like what what you said with the game script for the Cleveland Browns in, you know, inclement weather. The Packers, when they play a good team, they kind of like lay back a little bit. They're not super aggressive. They want to keep it a one possession game and have Rodgers win it at the end. They've had really great success with it. So I I think they're going to there's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones to keep them competitive throughout Mm -hmm. the afternoon. But I don't really see this being a freewheeling Aaron Rodgers performance. And even if it is, 287 is a high number. It's a high, yeah, that's a really high number. And the Colts, like you said, one of the best defenses in the NFL. I do, I think the Packers win this game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're, th- this is my favorite line of the week. There's a lot of, I'm, I'm a little bit too much on the road teams this week, but yeah. what can you do? I mean, yeah. between the Patriots and the Packers getting. Patriots are only favored by two. Right. The the Packers to win is our plus money. And like, it seems, I hate to say this, but they're kind of flying under the radar as a Super Bowl or NFC pick. Yeah, totally. I don't, yeah, there's not an NFC team that I think can wipe them out. They're up there with, I guess now the Seahawks, but the Seahawks have no defense. Yeah. And the Rams. Yeah, I think they're better than the Seahawks because they have that same offense. They've got the same quarterback you hate wagering against, and then they've got um, really great defensive ends. And their corner, their one cornerback, is one of the best players in football. So there is unfortunately a lot to like in Green Bay. (laughs) Now that the Saints have injuries, the Vikings have a real shot at a wild card spot. Oh, yeah. Here's what's here's what's going to happen. I've figured it all out. Um, the Lions, they're going to win against Carolina this week. They're going to win against Houston on Thanksgiving, and they're going to win against Chicago the week after that to get 
themselves to seven and five. And this is not a playoff team whatsoever. And they're going to struggle over the last four games. Week 17, Lions, Vikings in Ford Field for the last wild card spot. Wow. Vikings win that game by two touchdowns. <laughs> it is not close. Fellas, fellas, a few uh, comments and questions from the chat here to throw your okay. way. Um, Mike Cubbage wants to know, are these locks? Would you call these picks on the props drop locks? Always. It, um, I mean, we've given a, if for something like the Baker, the Nick Chubb over, that's a lock. Something like the Juju Smith to get 100 yards, that's finding good value. And it's right. probably one of the smarter, more high yield potential places to put your money this weekend. Like, some t- they're either locks or we found decent value in them. Mm. Yeah. Also, lo- locks in betting simply doesn't exist. Right. You can't just be like, this will happen. I mean, it could happen. I'm putting money on the things that I'm saying because I think they'll happen. But Okay. Well, um, in the spirit of the show, also, Ricky Flair says, you guys are nobodies. It's true. Um, What do you think about that? I mean, I'm getting paid to do this Ricky I'm I'm talking about sports for a living this is what feeds my feeds my fiance it feeds myself so you can take your shot but I'm still the one you're watching so I would guess that you're the nobody Ricky well he also first commented I need money hey so it's it's true you can bring that up to congress while you re- request your stimulus or if you're like me you can ask the president to concede the election and maybe fill your bank account yeah oh, you guys are nobodies and then you're gonna ask i need money i'm not inclined to open up my wallet and sprinkle a few shekels your way ricky if you're just gonna insult me like that he's uh he needs money so he's watching our show to get money yeah, mm. but if I'm going to sit down with my financial advisor and, you know, I do have a financial advisor, Ricky, you know, I'm not going to insult him as I begin the discourse. You want to be chummy. You want to open up the floodgates of conversation with a little friendliness. If you're going to attack me, I'm less inclined to dole out my best advice. Back that Roblox IPO, back the <laughs> Patriots this weekend, back the Packers this weekend, than I would be otherwise. Why are you hurting me? And if you really, if you knew who I was, you can put in Joel Walkowski on YouTube. You will see that I've got plenty of roast battles, number three ranked roast battler all time with hundreds of thousands of views. And you know, if I'm good at anything, it's insulting people. So, Ricky, if you want to come on, you can step into the chamber with me. That's an open invite, my friend. Yeah, Ricky, come on the show. Also, Mike Cubbage, come on the show. Uh, yeah, I like, these, I like these are locks. Yeah, everything we say on the show is a lock. It's going to happen one hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's a <laughs> it's salmon on a bagel, baby. These are locks. <laughs> Hell yeah! And that's our chat. <laughs> Sam loves telling me every negative thing people tell about me. If there's like a bad YouTube comment, he just like rushes over to text me like, "I'm gra- glad people are engaged one way or another," but. It doesn't always feel good. I slacked uh, that shit right over, dude. Yeah, I know you do. Okay, so we're, let's go. Um, do you have the board, Steve? I think so. I have three left. All right. I'm taking in this Tennessee Titans game, Corey Davis over three and a half receptions against the Ravens. 
Okay, Corey Davis over three and a half receptions. Corey Davis, man, he's really vindicated that high draft position so late in his career. He's having a really wonderful season. He's having a great year. He's good. He's just like a good player. But yeah, he got picked too high. He got the he got the yips, the Aguayo yips for being picked too high. Um, he's only had less than four receptions twice this year. He's averaging seven targets per game. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, Ravens' number one corner, will probably be on A.J. Brown, leaving Corey Davis with Marcus Peters, who does give up catches. Um, yeah, and I love – and Corey Davis is huge. He's an enormous man. He's just big, physical, fast. Baltimore also is one of the better rush, rush defenses in the league. I think they could probably stuff Derrick Henry a little bit. Even if Derrick Henry gets 25 carries, he's not going to run free on them. The Titans are going to have to throw the ball on a in a game that they might be behind. Yeah, and you know, Baltimore, Baltimore. Looking at the odds makers in this line, we've looked at the Derrick Henry over under in rushing yards every week. This is the lowest figure so far this season, eighty six point five. I agree with you there. I think you know Tennessee's has an amazing passing game. And Baltimore has a good defense, so I'm going to agree with your pick, Steve, and I'm going to go off that to give my next pick. We like quarterback rushing yards against good defenses. Ryan Tannehill over nine and a half. That's that's one rollout trying to get a first down. Minus 115. I think that's a great place to put your money. Love that. Yeah. Marcus Peters, man. I, I love watching that guy play. Is there... He he's just like a big game player. Like he just only makes big plays, a turnover yep. machine. And man, I I've, I've been watching a lot of Baltimore, and it seems like things aren't as dire as the fans of Baltimore think. I agree. Their defense is good. They got torn up last week by the Patriots because Bill Belichick is just a better coach. Um, but but yeah, if Lamar can. That's the Lamar's the biggest question mark for me because he can't throw the ball. Teams have kind of learned how to stop the run. But their defense is great. Yeah, and they're a team that's adjusting to losing their left tackle for the season. They lost a Hall of Fame guard before the year. And really, I don't think the problem is Lamar. I think the problem is that receiving core. I see no separation ever for Hollywood Brown or Willie Sneed. Those are not receivers who should be featured in that offense. And if Mark Andrews is hurt, I know he was banged up last game. They're really screwed. Yeah, like a lot of Ravens games, like Lamar Jackson does make tight window throws, but it's only to a big-bodied target like Mark Andrews. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. I think they got to get Dez off that practice squad just even to kick the tire. (laughs) I mean, I know you're laughing. I know that sounds like a joke, but I think that is the thing for them to do. I know. It's just funny. We bring up Dez Bryant every week. (laughs) Well, it's just like for them to have any receiver with that frame would help them out so much. Like, yeah, have sort of a lob option in that offense because Hollywood Brown is not justifying that moniker. Um, no, Willie Sneed's the closest thing they have, and he's a fourth receiver on a good offense. Right, he should be. A, he should be a rotation guy. Yeah, so I'm. We like a lot there, so I think I actually snuck in my pick, and so the board returns to you. All right, this one is crazy. Not not a name I thought I would be talking about in the NFL this season. I'm taking Kalen Balaj over 52 and a half rushing yards. 
against the Jets on Sunday. Ooh. Yeah. Do you think he go, oh, ahead. go ahead? Do you how, what what do you think the carry split will be for him in Los Angeles? So the last two weeks, he's had 18 carries and 15 carries. He's he is the the bell cow now. Anthony Lynn has come out and said that he's running violently. He makes their offense better. I think he gets at least 15 carries again against the Jets, especially if they're in the lead. They can just milk it with him. Uh, but yeah, last two games, 18 carries for 68, 15 carries for 69. The Jets are not a good rush defense. They're not a good anything. They give up 121 rushing yards per game. And yeah, the Chargers will probably, I mean, they'll probably be in the lead. One of the bets I made on my blog this week that I'm not happy about is I took the Jets plus 10. Yeah, that that's an intriguing line. I keep looking at it both ways and I want to I want to give some credit here to Mark Ridgely, Chargers running back coach and like our boss, he's a University of Pittsburgh alum. You've really seen like amazing play from the Chargers running backs for you know gosh as long as I can remember, they've always yeah. had great running back playing this year. Like no matter who's back there, Jackson, Eckler, and now we have Balage. They're all doing great. And I think that's a big fact. The coaching is a big factor there. Yeah. Yeah. And this matchup is ripe. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to take the Chargers minus nine and a half and come to regret it like immediately. <laughs> Just be sweating the entire time. Yeah, well, I you know I do like to watch games in the sauna, so that that's not a big deal for me. <laughs> um, but so back to this game, I, off that same one, I like Mike Williams over fifty one and a half receiving yards. I mean, just generally, I like Mike Williams. He's great, and he's been he has such injury problems, but he does yeah. have like the best Mike Williams. He reminds me of another Clemson wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. He's got amazing hands. He uses his like long frame to get to like bring in balls against tight coverage. There's a lot to like from that player. And oh, 51 and a half yards against for a really good player against what I think is a terrible defense. I think that's a good investment. Yeah, totally. I like Michael Williams a lot too. And he, I mean, some of the catches he makes are out of control. This, it's so upsetting that the Chargers are two and nine, or two and seven right now. It's crazy, and their Vegas does not treat them like a two and nine team. And like, I wonder if um, Vegas actually they don't look at the records. I wonder if Vegas just purely goes off DVOA. And yeah, pro- yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, records. That- That's like looking at batting average in baseball. Rookie move. Rookie move. I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna use my education. I'm gonna go be an odds maker someday, Steve. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell you, yeah, we we're right all along. It was <laughs> we yeah we knew it. We did. We just kind of figured it out. <laughs> uh, all right, I got my last one here. I'm taking Mike Evans under 54 and a half receiving yards against the Rams on Monday night. Uh, I think Jalen Ramsey is probably going to shadow him. We all saw what Jalen did to DK last week. He's incredible. And the Bucks have so many targets that, you know, if Mike Evans has Jalen Ramsey on him, they'll just look any other way. Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski. Antonio Brown 
last week led the team in receptions. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. I, it's um the it's <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers winning the NBA championship was the worst thing for sports. It's just you have this nostalgia factor with building rosters on these Brady teams. And now that we've seen like a loose accumulation of superstars yield a ring, it's kind of become like a go-to strategy for a lot of franchises. That doesn't make sense to me. It's a shame to see Mike Evans, one of the most dynamic, electrifying, just unique physical specimens at the receiver position ignored in favor of Rob Gronkowski and now Antonio Brown. Yep. But good year for Ronald Jones. They can't. They Great tried to, year for Ronald Jones. They, yeah, they, he's going to go off in this game, I think. Yeah, and uh, shouts to everyone who was excited about Leonard Fournette. If you've watched Leonard Fournette playing football, it's very underwhelming. <laughs> Man, that 98-yard run, didn't it look like a Madden glitch when he... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the guy dove for his ankles, he just scooted up two yards. Like, I don't even know how that works with physics. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Also, Rams give up less than 200 passing yards per game. Less than 200 passing yards per game, and... Do we want to back the Rams here? I don't know. Here's the thing. Jared Goff is terrible. He can't feel pressure. Andrew Whitworth just got hurt last week. So if I think if Whitworth was in, I would be more inclined, especially at like plus four. But yeah. I think they're going to get to Goff and he's going to freak out. Yeah. And a team can be adept without their starting quarterback. Quarterback, a team cannot go on without missing a beat by if they lose their left tackle. We've yeah. seen that with with the Ravens last weekend. I think we'll see that with the Rams this weekend. I still kind of like the Rams like for the season. Like a couple futures I want to shop by you. Okay. To, to win the NFC, Rams are eight to one. Yeah. And after watching the Cardinals and Seahawks game last night. I kind of think that the Rams are the best team in that division. It's yeah. I I think they have the best defense in that division and their offense isn't like terribly far behind the Seahawks. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think the Rams are the best team in the NFC West, which is a weird thing to say because they're like not, they're not world beaters. They're not like incredible, but nobody in the NFC this year is really like, stood out like the Chiefs. No, the NFC is pretty bad this year, and no attention's been given to the Packers. And for the Rams, like, oh, maybe Goff's not great, but if he's playing against the Cardinals or Seahawks defenses, exactly. Jared Goff is going to produce great numbers. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, I will say to win that division right now, Rams are plus 190. So I'm, okay. I'm inclined to back that as well. If you think they're going to win on Monday, definitely take that now. Yeah, I'm going to be placing this bet Tuesday Tuesday morning. Yeah, <laughs> when it goes down to minus one thirty. No, come on. If like, they win, if they win on Monday, they become first place in the West. I I mean that's great. I just think the left tackle thing against a yeah Bucks defense that's been pretty good at generating pressure is going to be a really exactly. hard thing to overcome. Same here. Okay, so my last one. This is wishful thinking. 
I like Lamar Jackson over 218.5 passing yards, minus 120, and I know everyone hates Lamar. He's can't throw. Phil Rivers threw on this Tennessee defense on a th- on a short week. Yep. I imagine Lamar Jackson is going to be able to get 220 yards against this same defense. This defense is terrible. Let me see if Desmond King is back cuz he was out against the Colts and that was a huge blow. Okay, one sec. But even He's, if even if it even if Desmond King is back, he was a trade deadline acquisition and cornerbacks going to new schemes is always a difficult thing to happen for sure. with a full off season let, season, let alone like week to week. I think he's back in, but yeah, it's also a low number for Lamar. Like he, it's kind of where it needs to be because he doesn't throw that often. Um, but yeah, this Titan defense is so bad. Don't hate the pick. If the weather's good, the weather will be good. There's only one bad weather game this week. Last week there were like six. Yeah. Do you think seeing Cleveland play in bad weather every week and adjust to it? What about a dome stadium? The dome team, like the Vikings, maybe having a little bit of a Truman Show effect. You have that indoor <laughs> storm that accentuates Dalvin Cook. You have if you're going to be an indoor state team, control the weather. Sam, you 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 know how to control the weather. Will you help out some of these guys? <laughs> because I'm Jewish, right? No. Oh. <laughs> Wait, do you think that if? Hypothetically, right? So if that were possible to create weather inside of the stadium, would that be uh, would that be okay with the NFL, you think? Can they stop that? It would be the Airbud corollary. There's no rule against it, which yeah, leads right? me to believe it's fine. I mean, there's no way George Hallis foresaw the, us creating <laughs> artificial precipitation. So yeah, let's do that. Let's That's a I great gotta, idea. We gotta contact Ziggy Wilf. Tell him we got an idea <laughs> on it. That'd be great for the Patriots. Yeah, it just seems like Mike Zimmer would be afraid of rain, though. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's my favorite coach who looks just like my grandmother. And it, it is a shame. Um, my, I, I became a great football fan watching with my grandmother. Uh, she really understood the game. My uncle played for the Lions. And, oh, wow. Yeah, back in the 50s. So it was just like those were plumbers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But... For all that, on her deathbed, the last thing she told me was that Joey Harrington was going to be the guy to turn around the Detroit Lions. (laughs) And now I got to be a good person just so I can go to heaven and tell her how wrong she was. That guy was terrible. I know they tried to convert him to the West Coast offense, but that's on you, Grandma. (laughs) So I'm going to do an ad read. Okay, so thepropsnetwork.com is the place where bets begin. No, the Props Network isn't a sports book. It's where smart bettors and new players go before the sports book. Why? Because the Props Network has a few things that all bettors need. Exclusive signing bonuses, reporting on weekly promos, free betting picks, and live odds comparison for every football game. A visit to thepropsnetwork.com before placing a bet guarantees that you'll be wagering 
with the best available bonus and getting the biggest possible payout when your bets hit. This week at the Props Network, you will get $30 free bets, no deposit required from Unibet Sportsbook. For risk-free bets up to $1,000 at PointsBet with code BONUSPROPS and up to a $1,000 signing bonus from DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get all of these deals and more at thepropsnetwork.com. Must be 21 or older to bet online. Do you or someone you know have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER today. Woohoo! Okay, so this week, NFL action. I have a strategy that I want to go through. I want to take okay. the best bet of the 1 o'clock and the 4 o'clock time slot, and I want to tie it with the best money line. So for the okay. 1 o'clock time slot... I think I'm going to take the Patriots minus two and mm-hmm. tie that to the Steelers minus 500 as a little bit of a multiplier. Do you do you see that going wrong anywhere? I don't know. The Patriots are such a weird team that that I guess anything could happen with them. But the Steelers seem like a lock to me. Um, what would the what would the odds end up being there if you if you It'd be, those two. it'd be like it'd make it like plus 105 it wouldn't be a huge like oh then that's great yeah you're getting plus money on it and it the line just seems off in the patriots game to me they've been pretty impressive going back to that buffalo game they're a adept football team they know what they're doing there's talent on that defense people step up and that's not the case with I mean, you have Bill Belichick against Romeo Cornell. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, the Texans are hopeless. Yeah, and it's so nice when Brian's not here so I can actually say negative things about Romeo Cornell. <laughs> you can't do that when Brian's around. So so that's what I'm going to be doing. And then I like it on the afternoon slate, I'm going to be doing Packers money line, and I'm going to be tying that with the Los Angeles Chargers. I could also swap in the Vikings there, but I think the Packers are a better team than the Colts. I think that they really have the advantage in terms of their cornerbacks and their defensive ends, and their offense is a little bit better. You're taking the Chargers money line with that? Yeah. Chargers like money, that. Chargers money line with Packers. We got another this one's going to be plus 120 because the Packers are underdogs because Vegas undervalues them for some reason. I love that. And this then, is a good strat. I like this. Yeah, I, I think it'll work out well for me. And then um, I'm going to end my Sunday slate. I'll probably be backing the Bucks minus four there. I think um, this is probably a 10-point Bucks victory to me. Yep, I'm taking the Bucks in that game as well. That's the Steve Clark Bowl. You have your. You I know, right? You have your your home versus your family. It's going to be a tough one for you. Yeah, going to be receiving a lot of fun texts whenever the Bucks score a touchdown. A lot of name calling. Man, every time these two teams play, I pray for the Rams to win because I, by all accounts, I should be a Bucks fan, but I just. I'm, I'm a black sheep of the Tampa Bay community. Yeah, I mean, I just like Marshall Falk, Dad. You can't tell me otherwise. <laughs> so that that's where I'll be backing my money this week. And um, I encourage all bettors to take a very close look in the NCAA slate at the over-under in Coastal Carolina, Appalachian State. 48 <laughs> points is too low. 
Don't that that's not an obscure pick. Coastal Carolina is one of the most dynamic, exciting teams in college football. Check out the Chanticleers, Steve. Okay. I will. <laughs> I haven't watched a single game of college football yet this year. Yeah, I, I only watch um Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, <laughs> and BYU. I know Cincinnati and BYU are good this year. That's all I know. Yeah, co- Coastal Carolina, they're the third team in that in that equation. They're gotcha. amazing. Gotcha. Well, it's been great growing through. Going. Wait, one, one thing. We need Steve's best bet for the week. Oh, Steve's best bet for the week? It's got to be Dolphins minus three. Dolph- got to be. Against the Broncos. Uh, Yeah, I'm with it. And the Dolphins need to win. Looking how their schedule changes in a few weeks, I think they're aware of what they need to do right now. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, if you got this pick in before they closed it down, that's the other thing about this week is that like four games have been locked off since Wednesday. Like you're not able to bet on them because there's so much uncertainty between COVID and injuries. But if you're able to lock in Dolphins minus three on like Wednesday or Tuesday, got to feel good about it. Yeah, in any of these locked in, locked off games, um, I really, I hate to bet on the Lions here, but I think Teddy Bridgewater trying to tough out a knee injury when he uh, yep. has a history of horrific knee injuries is a huge red flag to me. So I'll probably be backing the Lions and really crossing my fingers on that one. Yeah, that's exactly my logic with that game too. Although Stafford has a doesn't he have like a torn ligament in his hand? He has a torn ligament in his hand. Um, DeAndre Swift may have a concussion. A really bad concussion. Yeah. So yeah, it's not. It doesn't look great, but like the Panthers injury situation is far worse. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's a stay away. Maybe. Maybe, maybe we are nobodies. So maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe our haters are right. But yeah. Check out the blog for all my picks. Yeah. Check out the Check pick. out the the season record this year. 80, 61 and 6. Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, and I have put 10 grand on every one of Steve's picks, so <laughs> I am rolling in it. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us on the Friday Props Drop. Thank you to Steve as always for joining us. We're going to be off next week for the holiday, but You can find good value on that day by bagging the lions at home and (laughs) staying away from your loved ones. Yes, please. For the Props Network and the walk-on, this is Joe Walkowski walking off.